0: You may want to buy a home. You may want to sell your home. But no matter what, you have questions. How much are closing costs? What's a WDO?
1: Can I talk to the appraiser? How long does Who it take to a, a realtor? Do right. I
0: need a pre approval before we start a wind mitigation How do I, I, so so a How do I, do I pick my a realtor staging? Your questions have answers. This is the Talking All Things Real Estate Podcast with your host, Dora, the Real Estate Explorer. Hello everybody, it's Dora Seiler, the Real Estate Explorer, Uh, coming to you from Central Florida. I'm a realtor with Prestige Property Shop, and today my topic is, are we seeing a 2008 real estate environment all over again? So despite the challenges of 2020, here in Orlando, the real estate market, we really did better than many expected. And that trend is expected to continue in 2021. So looking back when the coronavirus pandemic uh, first hit, a lot of people feared we were going to have a repeat of 2008, the Great Recession, many call it. Uh, however, it turned out to be the exact opposite, Lee. I had my best year ever uh, with my sales volume. and nice. Home sales in Central Florida were actually up 20% in lieu of the pandemic. Well, uh, the, the pandemic inventory. just fueled
1: right into it because people wanted were staying home, wanted to stay home, or, or had to stay home.
0: Well, interest rates, uh, there's uh, there's a couple different reasons, despite our low inventory, which, talking a year ago, two, January of 2020, we had about a four-month supply of housing, and that includes condos, townhomes. Uh, single-family homes. Right now, we're at about a two-month supply. and But the frenzy continues for people to find a new home for a couple different reasons. They want to take advantage of the low interest rates sure. that we're still seeing, which and is very, smart. They're not going to be here smart. forever. They're not. They have to go up. And... Uh, so, and, and, and people are moving for different reasons. Not only are we seeing a flux of out-of-staters, um, especially from the northern states like New Jersey, New York, moving into Florida, but people are moving because they either need additional space for that home office or they're, they're combining their parents' home with them. Uh, they, they, they want a home where there's more outdoor living a pool, big backyard, or into a community that offers a playground and a community pool because they're not traveling as much. So really, 2021, we expect to see more of the same. Low interest rates, driving buyers, um, almost like, you know, I, I... Alan Greenspan used this term years ago and I've heard you say it, irrational exuberance. Nineteen
1: ninety-six.
0: Okay, so explain explain to the listeners what that what he meant.
1: Well, the former Fed chairman Alan Greenspan in nineteen ninety-six saw this economy overheating, saw it getting very, very bubbly. He was talking about most asset classes. Real estate, he was talking about the stock market, and but it took three and a half years before the bubble burst. So even though that everything is bubbly and and I know the stock market and that is extremely bubbly and I know you think that the real estate market may be a little bubbly doesn't mean it has to burst this year or next year it could just continue to expand and that bubble get a little bit larger a little bit larger but you know what's going to happen eventually is these asset classes go through corrections whether it be Could be commodities, could be gold, silver, could be Bitcoin, could be real estate, could be the stock market. They do go through corrections. There's an ebb and flow when it comes to values of these assets.
0: And that's the questions that I'm getting from my buyers. Do, Do you think we're going to see a real estate correction? And my answer is... It is cyclical and I do think that it will level off at some point however there are some major differences between what we saw in 2008 and what I'm seeing now so I want to talk about that in 2008 when I was an agent yes we stuck a sign in the yard and we had a line out the door and there you know everybody there was multiple offers however there was a 24 month supply of homes back in 2008 compared to we have a 2 month supply so inventory was definitely more plentiful the other big difference was in 2008 we saw people buying $400,000 homes that should have bought a $300,000 home there was predatory lending going on there were no doc loans being issued so there was adjustable rate mortgages that allowed people to get into that home. And then as the rate increased in two, three years, now that home really wasn't affordable for them. But a chunk of that
1: inventory were foreclosures and short sales.
0: We've already gone through that cycle, but my point is we are not seeing that environment. Now we're not seeing the predatory lending. We're not seeing the adjustable rate loans as, as often it's, it's really anomaly when I see that and we're not, you know, the lenders are doing such a better job of really making sure that that buyer can afford the house. And I also don't think that the appraisers are, are going to just let anything fly. They're, they're really, they got in trouble. And so I don't think that we're going to see appraisers just signing off on anything. My buyers, no question, are paying ask and over ask even if they're cash they are paying more to get into that house
1: well one thing if, if you bought back in the 0809 you held through it and then now you're upgrading or you're moving or whatever you you usually have a little bit more cash to put down now so that's the other thing that's helping this market is it's not all three and a half percent down payments there are people buying cash
0: oh 25
1: down exactly. 30 big down payments exactly. that really do that does help the health of the market
0: and wouldn't you agree that our financial system is much more stable and strong right now than oh, the banking I mean,
1: system has they've taken precautions They've learned from that. So banks have certain requirements that they have to meet for capitalization. So the banks are in pretty good shape right now. And and that's why, because their lending standards have gotten much higher.
0: Exactly. So I don't think we are going to see a crash like we did in 2008. I just don't. I think that it's just going to be a more normal environment where people will feel more comfortable putting their house on the market and, you know, as people realize, okay, my job is going to be more stable, um, they might make a move, you know, in that regard as well.
1: But you said, so people are paying ask and above. That does help the comps. That almost fuels the fire even further. It so does. now this house that you paid 400000 really probably shouldn't have, it's going to comp. It's going to, hey, here's your it comp. It is
0: going to be a comp for an appraiser. So it is going to help the market set a new ceiling, definitely. Yeah especially
1: if you're paying cash, appraisals mean nothing.
0: Right. So with that being said, you know, I have buyers that were we're were offering over list price and we're still losing multiple offer situations. So what are you
1: seeing here? The in, in the price range, that sweet spot where it's really getting difficult. I know the first time home buyers, I know you're you're at your wits end, it's really difficult because they're going in with the small down payments or FHA, which is it's not a derogatory term, but it's the weakest buyer. Well
0: here's what I'm seeing and, and, and this is it, it's hard because everybody wants the move-in ready house. That move-in ready house that's totally been renovated, that's what 20 people are going to make offers on. So a first-time homebuyer or someone who's only putting 35 to 5% down, you, you really probably don't have a chance. And you can't just overpay in any amount because it won't appraise so there are some strategies that I'm talking to my customers that I feel are good strategies uh, in an environment that we're in and one of those is don't be afraid to buy a fixer-upper because if it the bones are good it's in a great neighborhood in the school system that you want that gives you the space and the layout that you want that's a house that not everybody else is going to go crazy over. That's the house where you do have some negotiating power. You just have to go in and say, okay, I know I might have to do a replumb, I might have to paint. The landscaping is not so nice. The lighting is outdated, but those are all things that can be done over time. That is a house that you might be able to get an offer through. Again, because not everybody wants it now buying a fixer-upper if you're getting a loan it has to still the roof still has to be you know um you know not leaking the integrity of the house has to be good Uh, otherwise that's a house for a cash buyer but a slight fixer-upper is is a good strategy right now um I also am telling people let friends and family know that you are looking and what you're looking for because a lot of times if you just know what's coming before it hits the market that gives you an advantage or if one of your friends say oh this guy in my neighborhood was thinking about selling but really didn't want to have you know 50 people come through his house that might be a deal that we can bring buyer and seller together and myself as the real estate professional can, can bring those two parties together before it hits the market. Right. And there's, there's 15 offers. So let your friends and family know what you're looking for. The other conversation I'm having is, and this might be a way of settling. So that's a decision that a buyer is going to have to make. But let's say you wanted that single family home with a pool. You, but you really, really are, are dedicated to a certain area that is a certain distance to work and a certain school system for your children, maybe now you're going to say, well, we might be able to look at a townhome that gives us the space we want in the location that's great with that two-car garage. It's not a single-family home, but it's in our price point. It's beautiful. It's got community amenities. That might be a trade-off. All right. That that you might have to look at as well. You're
1: gonna to have to prioritize what you want. Is it location or is it the space? But I think there's something else that you've been telling your buyers. Try and make yourself a stronger buyer. And I know that maybe if you if you went to the bank, oh yeah, we'll do FHA, but. What could you do to maybe be conventional? What exactly. is there that do you need a little bit more money down? Do you need? So I know you've been doing that for some people. Well, too. We
0: just talked about that strategies to win in a multiple offer situation in a previous po- podcast, but it's making sure that the lenders reviewed all your docs, not asking for closing costs, trying to go conventional as opposed to FHA or VA if you can. Um,
1: flexibility in your closing times.
0: Exactly. Uh, not, not asking for a lot of repairs. If it's something you can do because sellers know it is a seller's market. Sellers know that they don't have to give up the ship right now that somebody's willing to pay full price for their house. That needs a new kitchen and bath and needs to be painting. They know it. So, the reality is buyers don't have as much negotiating power right now. But with interest rates being so low, again, is it is it in the in the location that you want? Does it have the space that you want? Is it the school systems that you want? Because over time the values in those neighborhoods are going to hold true and then you go in and make those renovations. I don't think I've ever bought a house that was completely perfect.
1: Always have except to, except
0: for the, our first house, the brand new house, um, everything was brand new, but then we added a pool. So uh, most homes are going to need some renovations to make it what you want. And that's really where you're going to get a little bit more value. Otherwise, the complete move-in ready homes, be prepared to pay over list price, even if you're cash.
1: I mean, you have to determine also how long do you plan to stay there? Do you plan to exactly. the stay there for, is it, is it a 10 year plan? Is it, you know what, this is a stepping stone to the next house. And then maybe school districts aren't that important if you don't have kids now, but you know what, maybe in five years, in five years, maybe you are may ready to move.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So um, just a just as a wrap up, I don't think we are going to see a, a repeat of 2008 um, in, in some of those catastrophic uh, ways that we did before. There is the frenzy. Uh, but the in, and the you know the low inventory is is going to continue through 2021. Uh, I think most important have an experienced realtor to help you through this process. I and, agree 100%. And hopefully it won't be as frustrating. And here's to a good 2021. And call me at 407-493-4959 if i can help you with your real estate needs thanks for listening everybody